It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. Have we arrived yet? Are we there? If we continue in the same direction, the answer will be yes. Arrival to a reality from which there will be no return. After over 20 years of sounding the alarm about the ongoing climate intervention atrocities that are laying waste to our skies, our atmosphere, and our planet as a whole, and with the help of countless courageous activists and individuals that have long since dedicated themselves wholly and completely to this battle, our collective efforts are beginning to trigger the long overdue awakening to the climate engineering insanity, the milky, murky, filth-filled, science-fiction-looking skies are finally being seen by many more, and not a moment too soon. You're listening to the commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Abrupt climate and environmental collapse isn't coming. It's here. It will accelerate at blinding speed. Climate intervention operations are radically fueling the entire process. Again, this example of the human race. Intoxicated occupants of a car hurling down the highway, completely oblivious, crashing through the guardrail, hurling through the air, and they don't even know it yet. Next stop, the bottom of the abyss. Polar meltdowns, global controller crackdowns, ozone layer disintegration, crop failures, dying oceans, fisheries collapse. And then there is this report from last week. Futures jump with treasury yields as NATO says it's preparing for, quote, risk of nuclear incidents. Preparing for? planning. Are the controllers desperate enough to orchestrate a limited nuclear exchange as a last-ditch effort to temporarily cool the planet, which is free-falling into a state of total meltdown, Venus syndrome, with climate engineering again fueling the entire process? Mad Max is our next stop. Wait and see. If you're looking for good news, you're on the wrong broadcast. But before you change the station, consider It is the majority's unwillingness to face the bad news head-on that has brought us to this incredibly dark place. Denial won't deliver us from what is coming at blinding speed. Consider this quote from Zygmunt Brzezinski, former advisor to U.S. presidents all the way back to Lyndon Johnson, no longer with us, thankfully, but until, I believe, 2017 when he passed away, he was advisor to presidents all the way back to Johnson. He said this, Shortly, the public will be unable to reason or think for themselves. They'll only be able to parrot the information they've been given on the previous night's news. Is that frighteningly not very close to how it is now? Thankfully, beginning to change, but not fast enough. The vast majority in first world nations are still trying to convince themselves that everything's fine or at least trying to convince themselves that one day soon everything will be fine, that their lives will soon magically, quote, go back to normal, if they just roll up their sleeve and follow orders. Total eyes-wide-shut delusion, total willful blindness to the wider horizon. On previous broadcasts, I've covered the extraordinarily high incidences of vaccine reaction and mortality listed on the CDC, Centers for Disease Control, VAERS database. That's the Vaccine Adverse Event Recording System. Now let's consider another source of unimaginably dire data that the vast majority of populations have no idea 
is available to them. The European EEA and non-EEA countries database of suspected drug reaction reports is called Endura Vigilance. It's verified by the European Medicines Agency, the EMA. And they're now reporting 41,834 fatalities, 3,900,241 injuries following injections of four experimental COVID-19 shots. A U.S. attorney reports that there has been an 1,100% increase in military deaths following COVID vaccines. Stating this, this is genocide, quote, that's Daniel Horowitz. He reported this on The Blaze. He said, both political parties are salivating to draw our military into the Russia-Ukraine war, but neither of them seems to care about what our own leaders have done to these soldiers. It is now abundantly clear from the numerous data points that the shots have caused unimaginable injury among the general population. Military doctors have come forward to show the enormity of this damage in the military, yet the military has chosen to cover it up. What a surprise. And, the report states, to tamper with their own health surveillance data in order to conceal the magnitude of the injury. Meanwhile, new data presented in a Florida federal court on behalf of a Navy SEAL demonstrates that, at a minimum, more people have died in the U.S. military from the COVID-19 injection than from COVID itself. Question, how many will continue to ignore the facts, to ignore unimaginably alarming data? Well, they keep repeating to themselves the official narrative, safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. These are truly strange days on planet Earth. Here's another headline, a follow-up that goes with what I've just covered. Biden seeks $22.5 billion for, quote, boosters for all, as some lawmakers, thankfully, finally push back. How well are the official protocols actually going? We just covered the statistics from Europe, which are even more shocking than the VAERS data from the U.S. Question, what are the actual agendas that are being carried out? Let's take a moment to consider another infamous quote from Zygmunt Brzezinski, again, advisor to U.S. presidents going all the way back to Lyndon Johnson. He stated this, It used to be so much easier to control a million people than to kill them. But today... It is infinitely easier to kill a million people than to control them. He stated that in an address to the Council on Foreign Relations. Is that any surprise? I will continue to repeat and to remind, global controllers know the planet can no longer support human populations. And We'll get to more breaking headlines on that subject in a moment. But with that in mind, should it come as any surprise that global populations are a rapidly increasing liability to those in power. Many very dire breaking frontline reports in a moment. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the Bad News Broadcast, installment number 346 for March 26th, 2022. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org. That's G-E-O, the word engineering, watch. Org. Very important to put the watch part in there because if you don't, if you go to geoengineering.org, you'll get to a pro-geoengineering website being pushed by the controllers behind the curtain. 
GeoengineeringWatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, Texas, Alabama, Florida, Denver, Washington State, Oregon, the Northeast, Sacramento, San Diego, and San Francisco. We hope to soon add stations in Arizona and possibly Nevada. I'll update on that when appropriate. Geoengineeringwatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach, our voice, in this desperate last hour to sound the alarm while it can still make a difference. And in regard to sounding the alarm, please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. And the best way to share the dimming documentary is by circulating a direct link to it from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. Please examine our ongoing legal action against the so-called fact-checker that is responsible for Facebook's censoring of the dimming documentary and all geoengineeringwatch.org data as, quote, false news on Facebook because a single so-called scientist says so. He stated that he was, quote, 100% certain that climate engineering was not occurring, but didn't have a shred of data to back up his claim. The link to the full report on our legal action against this so-called fact-checker can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. It's about a 30-page legal complaint against him. For those that want to have their questions answered about what we collectively face on live radio, for all to hear, Geoengineering Watch is now host of the Coming Collapse Q&A News Hour on KSCO Santa Cruz, Saturday mornings from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. No commercials, non-political. We'll stick to the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. There will be no participation in the orchestrated political theater of mass distraction and division. The call-in number for the coming Collapse Q&A News Hour is, and I'll get this right this time, I've accidentally given the office line the last two broadcasts, forgive me. The correct call-in number is 831-479-1080. Please join us on Saturdays, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Again, the call-in number is 831-479-1080. I'll look forward to discussing the converging catastrophes that are closing in on us all with those that are willing to ring in and make their voices heard. As we collectively hurl into an increasingly dark horizon, remember and consider that all the various challenges and threats are interconnected, all of them ultimately inseparable from unfolding and accelerating biosphere collapse, which will remain the bottom line factor fueling power structure desperation. More breaking reports, incredibly dire reports on that subject in a moment. But first, this question. For all the flag-waving, self-proclaimed free speech and democracy patriots, what about Julian Assange? How many are considering the fate of this most courageous truth-teller? And there is John Caracou, the whistleblower on the draconian, illegal U.S. torture programs, who was the only person to go to jail, the only one, on that whole scenario, John Caracou, the truth teller. There's your freedom and democracy. Lest we forget these courageous individuals, we will repeat our mistakes. From TheHill.com and many other sources, this... An incredibly dire recent report. 
temperatures in eastern Antarctica are 70 degrees warmer than normal. 70 degrees. The report states eastern Antarctica recorded temperatures that are 70 degrees higher than normal for the time of year. Temperatures in the eastern part of the continent have soared up to 90 degrees above normal, raising concern from the science community. Really? It's about time, isn't it? The report further states, a researcher studying polar meteorology, Dr. Jonathan Will, also tweeted that this heat wave was, quote, never supposed to happen, end quote. What is geoengineeringwatch.org stated for the entire length of our existence? That it's not as bad as we're being told. It's exponentially worse than we are being told. And the entire climate science community is being used as a means to pacify populations until the brutal, bitter end by making statements like someday, down the road, decades away or further, Bad things could, may, might happen. No, bad things are here, now. And you can't just turn it off. Again, like the car that has crashed through the guardrail, hurling through the sky toward the bottom of the abyss, you can't just push the brakes on at that point in time. You can't put new brakes on or change the tires. It's too late. It's too late. We're going to the bottom of the canyon. I don't know how to get that point across. And I marvel every day at the totality of individuals, organizations, elected officials that do nothing, absolutely nothing but denial. No matter how bad it gets, no matter how dead the forest becomes, no matter how total the die-off of wildlife and fisheries accelerates, denial. Pretending that food comes from Costco and Walmart and McDonald's as if we don't need an environment. No habitat, no humans. Very, very simple. Continuing, on top of the world, the temperatures at the North Pole reached 33.3 degrees Fahrenheit on March 16th, 2022. How could the temperature at the North Pole get this high in March? Ocean heat is at record high levels. This is heating up the air over the Atlantic Ocean. And at times, huge amounts of heat is getting pushed into the Arctic due to a distorted jet stream. Furthermore, the report states the Gulf Stream is pushing huge amounts of ocean heat toward the Arctic. Sea surface temperatures were as much as 14.1 degrees C or 25.3 degrees Fahrenheit higher than the 1981 to 2011 average off the North American coast. And that average is already far higher than the pre-industrial average. Most have no idea how high that is for having a, a sea temperature that's 25.3 degrees higher than an already high historical average because it's the most recent 30 years of record keeping. Keep in mind that a cubic meter of seawater can contain 4,000 times the thermal energy of a cubic meter of air. Oceans are superheating. Climate engineering, in, in addition to being used as weather warfare all over the globe, is being used to confuse and divide populations as to the true state of and totality of and immediacy of total global meltdown by engineering surface chemical ice-nucleated cooldowns, sensationalizing those headlines so that even when people in places like California that's literally burning up in winter, they think, well, it's cold somewhere, so it must be okay. Yeah, sure, we're in the worst drought in 1,200 years, but it's raining somewhere, so it must be okay. 
This is a very, very dangerous mental state for populations to be so programmed by power structure controlled media sources. And for the record, I will say again, if we can reach a critical mass of awareness, if we can pull back the curtain, if we can expose the insanity and those behind it, all those involved with corporate media should be, must be considered criminal accomplices to the cover-up of countless controller crimes. They should be held legally and morally accountable just as those who perpetrated the crimes. They're an accessory to the crime. From the UK Guardian and other sources, heat waves at both of Earth's poles alarm scientists. Again, this this trajectory of data is so incredibly dire because of the now thawing and releasing methane deposits in the polar regions, most specifically in the Arctic. Enough methane to turn the planet into Venus many times over. It is already releasing at mass scale. And for those that don't know it, for those that are new to this broadcast, the Bermuda Triangle scenario, for many decades, this is methane release occurring on the seafloor. Formerly frozen methane deposits, because ocean temperatures are warming so radically and rapidly, those methane deposits thaw and release Generally, whole fields release in their entirety all at once. That aerates the ocean water column like a bottle of champagne. Vessels, surface vessels, ships have no buoyancy. They go to the bottom intact. That's exactly what's been happening for decades in the Bermuda Triangle. That methane then migrates up into the atmosphere and begins to cover the planet like a layer of glass, trapping more heat, which heats the oceans even more, which releases even more methane, This is a positive feedback loop, and positive does not mean good in this case. And circling back to the heat that ocean currents are now delivering into the Arctic, geoengineeringwatch.org has always stated on the record that climate engineering is completely connected to that scenario as well. Climate engineering is being used to manipulate atmospheric pressure zones, which then manipulates upper-level wind currents, which then manipulates precipitation patterns, and it also interferes with and manipulates ocean currents. Now, as a consequence, we have currents that are pumping warm water directly into the Arctic. Everything the climate engineers do is wrong. From top to bottom, this tool that's being used as a crown jewel weapon of the military-industrial complex, a tool with which they can again bring populations to their knees with countless forms of climate intervention, bring populations to the knees without those populations ever even knowing they're under assault. It is wreaking havoc on the planet's life support systems. The planet's had enough, and it's responding. It's not just climate engineering. And that's a problem that needs to be addressed as well because too many sources and sites still falsely claim that the only problem with the climate is climate engineering, and that is a really irrational conclusion. The climate doesn't know the difference between one form of human damage or another All of it is a problem. The intentional climate intervention is the biggest single problem of all, but not outweighing all other sources of human damage combined. If we were to have any chance of prevailing in this battle, we must unite the tribes, not divide them. So what is the common ground that we can all stand on, the inarguable ground that there can be no legitimate discussion about the climate from any perspective without first and foremost addressing the climate engineering elephant in the equation. Back to this report on the state of the polar zones. Antarctic areas reached 40 degrees C above normal, which again is about 70 degrees Fahrenheit, at the same time as the North Pole regions hit 30 degrees C above normal. That's about 45 or close to 50. 
At this time of year, the Antarctic should be rapidly cooling after its summer and the Arctic only slowly emerging from its winter as days lengthen for both poles. To show such heating at one time interval is unprecedented. Startling heat waves at both Earth's poles are causing alarms among scientists who have warned that the, quote, unprecedented events could signal faster and abrupt climate breakdowns. Could? Could? May? Might. There we are again. Again, if you, if you leap in front of a speeding semi-truck, you could, may, might get hurt. The climate science community is lying on countless levels. So is the medical industrial complex. And why should this be any surprise to anyone? All of them are bought and paid for by those who print the money, those who control the central bankers, and that's where all roads lead. They don't need your tax dollars. That's simply one more way to mire populations in difficulty and be able to control them. Ultimately, those who control the printing of money control the entire matrix. Not hard to connect those dots. Final statement from this report. The danger is twofold. Heat waves at the poles are a strong signal of the damage humanity is wreaking on the climate. And the melting, again, could also trigger further cascading changes that will accelerate climate breakdown. There's no could, there's no may, there's no might. There's about 50 positive feedback loops already in full swing. Again, positive does not mean good. In this case, quite the opposite. We are on a runaway train of total abrupt climate collapse. That is the correct term for what is unfolding. We would be lucky if we faced just global warming or just climate change. Again, the climate change term coined in 1998, warmest year ever recorded to that time when climate engineering was radically ramped up and they knew they would be triggering these engineered weather whiplash cooldowns, winter weather whiplash cooldowns with chemical ice nucleating operations. So they needed to program the population with a term that would make them think, oh, it's normal to go from 85 degrees or 100 degrees to snow in a day. And we have had instances that extreme. Amarillo, Texas, May 1st, 2013, record high for that day on the ground, 100 degrees, snowed the next day. Anyone who thinks that's nature needs to recheck their reality. Next, this recent report from the AGU, that's the American Geophysical Union, quote, the uncertain future of Antarctica's melting ice. That's quite certain. It's going to melt. And what happens when it melts? And you lift that mass off of the ice mass off of the land mass. The weight is diminished greatly, and that land mass begins to rise up out of the ocean. It's called glacial rebound, and that displaces even more seawater, increasing sea level rise even further. And for those that don't think it's happened, one, sea level is not uniform around the globe. There are many varying factors, ocean floor topography, wind currents, tides, but it is happening radically fast. Miami's spending about a billion dollars a year trying to pump out their streets to keep them dry. Many islands are already being submerged, coastlines already being lost, and for those that don't see it, you're not looking very hard. If you want to know what's happening with the ice deposits around the globe, please don't believe me. Don't believe anyone. Search and view the film I've stated many times in this broadcast, Chasing Ice. For two or three dollars, you can view a film that's completely non-political, one Dozens and dozens of international awards. It's footage that will absolutely shock you. End of argument. The cryosphere, which is the Earth's ice deposits, are imploding. Climate engineering in the attempt to hide it, and in the attempt to use weather as a weapon, not the attempt, but the process of using weather as a weapon, is radically fueling the overall warming of the planet. 
short-term, highly toxic surface cooldowns at the cost of a worsened overall warming. But about the psychological aspect of these cooldowns, which I stated earlier, are sensationalized by media to confuse and divide the population as to the true state of planetary meltdown. Here's an example. From last week, snowy start to spring in Denver as blizzard conditions hit front range. Denver again used again and again and again because Denver sits in a bowl. Cold, dense air settles into that bowl, and they can create very cold surface temperatures in the headlines they want. And that's why that is a target area. And Denver, numerous times in the last few years, has gone from record highs, as high as 85, to single digits in one day. That's not nature. This report states, while severe thunderstorms, and listen carefully to the absurdity of this report. While severe thunderstorms, not a sign of a winter storm, are set to produce large hail and tornadoes. Hail, again, a sign of chemical ice nucleation, starts the ice nucleation process much sooner. Hail is now a massive problem anywhere and everywhere there's any significant moisture. Hail and tornadoes across the southern United States this week, the same overcharging storm is forecast to dump snow in the Rocky Mountains. This is a winter-summer storm, I guess, right? As the storm sinks south across the Rockies, cold air will follow, causing snow levels to fall to valley floors across the region. Chemical ice nucleating is what's causing this frozen material to fall, and I won't dignify it by calling it snow. We know what's in it. Surfactants, aluminum, barium, strontium, polymer fibers. The list goes on and on. And now we know graphene as well. They state, this is from AccuWeather senior meteorologist Adam Dowdy. These people can be communicated with. It's not hard. Do it peacefully. Do it professionally. Send them a copy of the dimming and ask them to explain that away. Atmospheric testing in a NOAA flying lab behind heavy aircraft dispersing climate engineering elements into our sky. Ask them to give you a reason why they are lying about what's happening in our skies. They continue, while the storm could begin as rain in some of the lower valleys in the Rockies and across the high plains, it should quickly switch over to snow as the, quote, cold air moves in, added Dowdy. This will come on the tail of spring-like conditions across the region with temperatures in the Denver area forecast to rise into the 60s. So here we had from the 60s down to frozen material, rain that changes over to snow, and the climate engineers have accomplished their agenda. Another example, multiple sources. Despite spring's arrival, two-thirds of the U.S. could still face snow. And this sounds like two-thirds of the country is covered in snow. That's not the case. Some frozen material may fall out of the sky in one form or another across a region that encompasses two-thirds of the country, but certainly not in totality across those two-thirds. This is just like Arctic sea ice is now considered, the sea ice pack is considered to be anything, any surface of the ocean that's 15% slush or more is considered sea ice, a sea ice pack. That's still 85% ocean. This is total statistical falsifications happening across the board. The drought monitor, again, with the worst drought in at least 1,200 years, and I would argue it's much worse still. It's not being disclosed. The driest start to a year in record-keeping history, and still California's not in the most severe designation of drought. Where I live, for example, on the east side of Lake Shasta, it's 500 inches of rain short since 2007, and we're still not in the worst designation of drought. Everything's dying. No soil moisture, and still, what, what is the worst designation when the planet looks like Venus? Who's going to be here to know that that's the worst designation? They're lying across the board. Every conceivable level, the so-called climate science community lying. And that goes for the other sciences as well. Many arenas bought, sold, and paid for by those who print the money. 
Final statement from this AccuWeather report says some of these storms could dip south to deliver light rain and late season snow to California, but a significant drought-busting weather pattern is unlikely to unfold. No, it's not going to unfold because they're not letting it rain in California. Please search the engineering drought section, search the engineering winter section, look at the reports in these sections. Engineering wildfire section, also extremely important as we head into the summer that is likely to be more brutal than any previous summer. They are setting the stage for the western U.S. to totally incinerate. That is completely connected to climate engineering agendas. Please read and watch the video reports to learn why this is so. About New Orleans, it seems to get pounded over and over and over again, especially in the most low-income regions. 12,000 homes have been damaged in New Orleans tornado, an F3 tornado. That states AccuWeather. Consider this, that at minimum, Climate engineering aerosol dispersions can be used to stop convection, stop rotations, and diminish or disperse these rotations in the clouds, tornadoes, and hurricanes. This is patented technology. At minimum, they could choose to stop this type of damage if they wanted to. But in fact, what we see is the pressure zones being set up are actually fueling these processes. Can you pin any particular cyclonic rotation on climate engineering? Not really. It's like the 50-year chain smoker that dies of lung cancer. You can say pretty definitively that that's what killed him. But, again, one has to be careful about the claims one makes, except we can say this definitively. The entire global climate system is disrupted, and nothing, nothing can be considered natural weather at this point. And those in power know it. That's why they're trying so desperately to mask these programs from global populations because if global populations find out, if they find out what's being done to them without their knowledge, their consent, not just the weather cataclysms that are being radically fueled by climate engineering, but what they're being forced to breathe and inhale and the damage that's doing to their system, irreparable damage, I would argue that is the shockwave that could change the flavor of what we face. We must expose what's happening in our skies because no matter what other challenge we are trying to deal with, at any moment in time, those in power can disperse something much more lethal in our skies, and we are done. That's simple. Next headline from the Washington Post. Western drought to worsen this year, NOAA says. That's the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. They also warn that significant flooding could occur in parts of the Plain states and Midwest states. Again, this is frying the West to cool the East. We have about a half a dozen reports specifically addressing the climate engineering operations being used to keep the eastern U.S. cool down. It's the most anomalously less warm region in the entire planet for the last 10 years running since 2012. The high-pressure dome being set up over the U.S. West, which blocks any precipitation from coming straight into California for very extended periods of time. It rotates clockwise, rotates the upper level wind currents clockwise, rotates all the moisture up and around us into parts of Alaska, the Pacific Northwest, further north of California. That moisture is brought back down into the U.S., picks up more moisture from the Gulf of Mexico, pumps it up the eastern seaboard where they chemically nucleate everything and create the winter weather mayhem, the winter weather whiplash. That's what's happening. Extremely well documented on our reports. Please review them. About the drought, again, NOAA getting their script from Raytheon and Lockheed Martin. I'll get to more of that in a moment. But in California, the engineer drought is decimating food production. Further east, we have floods doing the same. In regard to the reduction of crop production, 
this article from last week, NOAA, again, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, warns U.S. mega drought will persist, may impact food supply chains. No could, no may, no might, already is. From that report, abnormally dry to exceptional drought, again, it's, it is the worst drought in at least 1,200 years. It is not a lower designation. It should be the highest designation that's being lied about. Exceptional drought conditions are expected to persist across 60% of the continent that's scheduled to persist. The U.S. as spring in the northern hemisphere begins. Forecasters expect little to no rain for parts of the western U.S. through June. Through just June? We'll be lucky if we get any rain by October or November. From April to June, above average temperatures are expected from the southwest to the east coast and north through the Midwest, according to a new outlook published again by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Again, that's an organization that has an illegal federal gag order on them. They're literally reading scripts on the scheduled weather that are passed down to them by the very entities that are manipulating the weather, Raytheon and Lockheed Martin, who does all the weather modeling for National Weather Service and NOAA. The report continues, NOAA's map shows a greater than 50% chance of drought persistence for nearly 60% of the continental U.S. This is weather warfare. It is imperative to remember the atmosphere holds 7% more moisture for every degree C of warming. It cannot rain less on a rapidly warming planet unless there's a factor we're not being told about. That factor is climate engineering. And I moved to the exact location I moved to because based on all available science, mapping, and data... There should have been, would have been, the greatest overall increase in precipitation in the entire lower 48 states in the exact region in which I live, but that didn't happen because climate engineering stopped it from happening. And again, there are many agendas and objectives being carried out, but this is absolutely weather warfare. Targeting food supplies is absolutely a part of the equation. It is far too consistent to be considered just a random consequence of climate engineering, far too consistent. The report continues, severe to exceptional drought has persisted in some areas of the West since the summer of 2020. No, that's not true. Started in 2007. The report continues, the drought has expanded to the Southern Plains and Lower Mississippi Valley. While nearly 60% of the continental U.S. is experiencing minor to exceptional drought conditions, this is the largest drought coverage we've seen in the U.S. since 2013. And that's a lie as well. It goes back further. The outlook noted more than 50% of the U.S. will experience above average temperatures this spring with the greatest chances in the southern Rockies and southern plains. Again, eastern U.S. being kept anomalously less warm than the rest of the world for 10 years running. Not an act of nature, climate engineering. More from the report, NOAA's latest forecast does not bode well for the western U.S. farm industry as it could very well suggest the multi-year mega drought. Again, one of the worst in 1,200 years, they admit it here could begin to impact U.S. food supply and comes at a very inopportune time as the Russian invasion of Ukraine has choked the world of natural resources. Those in power are colluding and cooperating on all of it. It cannot be otherwise. Climate engineering, CV-19, global conflict, all part of a larger agenda. Connect the dots, understand Global controllers know the planet can no longer support populations. This picture is not hard to put together. If filters are eliminated, if preconception is eliminated, if bias is eliminated, it's essential to look through a clear lens. The U.S. and the world are careening towards, this is from the report, a food crisis. Perhaps it's time to plant a garden, they say, and become 
independent as national and global food supply chains may begin to break down. Again, no could, no may, no might. It's happening now. And for the record, good luck with growing a garden. Good luck with growing anything. Between the total contamination of soils and waters, much of it from climate engineering fallout, we have peer-reviewed study to prove that, by the way, aluminum, bioavailable particles affect root systems, causing them to shut down nutrient uptake, kill soil microbiome, soil's done. And the extreme UV radiation due to the collapsing ozone layer, again, climate engineering at the core of that equation. Crops are being targeted, as I stated, not just cutting off the rain, but by flooding and by chemical ice nucleation flash freezes. Ionosphere heater-induced jet stream manipulations are also a factor. Manipulating high-pressure heat domes can and are also completely blocking rain, as I stated, from expansive regions. And then, on top of it all, there's the rapidly escalating global conflict factor. Keep your cupboards full while you can. It's time to circle the wagons. From InsideClimateNews.org, as Lake Powell hits landmark low, Arizona looks to a $1 billion investment in Mexican seawater to curtail its thirst. Think about this. Report states during the last year in office, Governor Doug Ducey is trying to create a legacy of water security in drought-stricken Arizona, but his most ambitious effort in that quest could end up being in Mexico. This is absolutely ludicrous. In Governor Ducey's last State of the State speech in January, he proposed an investment of $1.16 billion over the next three years to make the state, quote, more resilient to drought, secure sustainable water for future, and allow the continued growth. The goal, Ducey said, is to secure Arizona's water for the next 100 years. Let's stop there for just a moment. 100 years? Really? On the current mathematical trajectory, none of us will be here in 10 years if we remain in the current course. This is an exponential equation. And when they present terms like 100 years, that shows total delusion and deception designed to pacify populations so that they think someone somewhere is going to magically take care of everything. Arizona, Phoenix, Las Vegas are about to implode. No water. And for the record, to paint the clearest picture possible, when I talk of mathematical and statistical trajectories like, for example, the zero hour for no functional wildlife populations being left being 2026, the functional collapse of the ozone layer being as near as 18 months, none of those potentials indicate things will be normal until that point in time. I would be surprised if we reached the end of this year without our reality going upside down. Because at the moment in time, the power structure cannot hide from populations the totality and immediacy of what's unfolding. That's when the game changes, right then. That's when they play very, very big cards. And I would argue they're very close to playing very big cards. So we have all these publications putting out these total fantasy, pie-in-the-sky, so-called solutions just designed to pacify populations again so that they think someone somewhere is magically cooking up the formula that will save us all. How's that going so far? So this article on the Arizona Water states projects that the agency, Arizona Water Agency, could develop are desalination plants in Mexico, which would create fresh water by removing salt from seawater. Arizona and other lower basin states would then take some of Mexico's shares. They've taken almost all of Mexico's shares already of the Colorado River water in exchange for the water. They financed desalination of south of the border. Does anybody know how toxic those operations are and how energy intensive they are? 
This is just one layer of tech insanity heaped on top of another, on top of another, on top of another. Total runaway train of human insanity. From Time Magazine, conserving forests is the fastest, most effective way to stabilize our climate, they say. They continue with this. Forests are also a key to sustaining vibrant biodiversity, the remarkable and intricate array of interrelationships of species that we share this planet with. These species work together to clean our air and water and regulate our global carbon, water, and nutrient cycles. It is no accident that we co-inhabit a world covered in forests. They make life on Earth livable. What are they trying to tell us? That a living planet is better than a dead planet? I think most of us know that. What solution are they giving to us? You cannot replant trees in so many locations now because they do not grow. The established trees are all dying. You certainly can't plant a sapling and expect it to live. The success rate is and has been for a number of years now, zero. I could plant in 2005, 2006, I could plant 250 to 300 saplings a day by myself with a 95% success rate. That means 95% of the trees made it through the first year. And for the last about 10 years, the success rate is zero. There is no more point in planting trees because they do not live. We are done on this course. I can't stress that with enough conviction. Done. I've been screaming my lungs out for 20 plus years. Sorry if I sound angry and jaded. It's only because I am. And why wouldn't I be when we have so many so-called experts, so many self-proclaimed caring environmentalist individuals, organizations, all lying in everything they state. And here's another example. From National Geographic, quote, the deceptively simple plan to replenish California's groundwater. Listen to this so-called solution. In fact, to save time, I'll summarize what this National Geographic disinformation article states, that somehow we should divert any rain that falls to specific geographic regions where the soils are more permeable and the rainwater is absorbed. And how do we do that exactly? Do we wave a magic wand? The report had exactly no answers for how. And of course, they never mentioned the minuscule amount of rain that the climate engineers are allowing to fall in the West, which, if kept from running off, there would be no streams or rivers. A small overlooked detail. This so-called solution is every bit as ludicrous as saving the polar ice and glaciers by covering them with reflective tarps. Yes, that's another proposal from the so-called climate science community. Yeah, right. Millions of square miles of ice covered with tarps or the so-called science solution of saving Antarctic glaciers by building giant undersea walls to hold back the rapidly warming oceans from destabilizing the glaciers. Total technological fantasy. Here's another example in the same category. The so-called science community's proposal of filling space with reflective mirrors to block some of the sun's bombardment of energy that's increasingly devastating on Earth's surface due to our rapidly disintegrating ozone layer climate engineering at the core of that. And all the while, the actual insanity of so-called science rages over our heads. So-called solar radiation management, the ongoing global Manhattan project of jet aircraft sprayed aerosols on our skies, highly toxic elements including aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers, and now we know from recent testing graphene. This toxic brew is not only destroying the ozone layer, but it's also raining down in our precipitation and through our air column where it's being absorbed by the entire web of life and where we all get to inhale it with every breath we take. How many in the so-called climate science community are actually covertly selling climate engineering operations as the only thing saving us from immediate incineration? What you will hear the bought and sold scientists saying is this, that the quote, aerosol masking effect 
in quote, is protecting us from an ever more rapid planetary heating. These so-called scientists pretend that the aerosol-filled skies are just the result of pollution produced by industrialized, militarized activity on the ground. But such a conclusion is a blatant lie, which serves to cover the tracks of the ongoing jet aircraft aerosol spraying being conducted in our skies. And I'm not downplaying the damage being done by industrialized, militarized society. Not at all. I'm simply saying... We must address the single greatest source of aerosols in our skies, and that is climate engineering jet aircraft dispersions. So are the atmospheric aerosols saving us from ourselves? The answer to that question is self-evident. After over 75 years of global climate engineering, the human race faces near-term planetary omnicide. Highly toxic climate intervention operations are the single most destructive factor in the equation. And for our new honor listeners about the spraying of our skies, this conclusion is not speculation, hypothesis, or conjecture. It is a film footage proven fact. Please investigate the time-lapse footage posted at geoengineeringwatch.org. It is a lab test proven fact as well. Lab testing from around the world and at altitude with samples taken from behind the dispersing aircraft. We further have up-close photographs of the retrofit spray nozzles mounted on jet wing pylons, nozzles aimed into the engine exhaust jet stream to bolster the official claim that the spreading, lingering jet dispersions are just, quote, condensation, which they are not. And then there is this part of the equation to consider. All military jet tankers and all civilian jet carriers are equipped with what is known as a high-bypass turbofan jet engine. This is a jet-powered fan. 90% of the air that passes through this high-bypass turbofan jet engine is not combusted. Translation, a high-bypass turbofan jet engine, by its very design, is nearly incapable of producing any condensation trail except under rare and extreme circumstances. Next headline from BBC, Climate Change, Madness to turn to fossil fuels because of Ukraine war. The report states, scientists believe that keeping the rise in global temperatures under 1.5 degrees C, we're already past 3.5 C now, this century is crucial to limiting the scale of damage from global warming. This is total Pollyanna nonsense. The planet's imploding right here, right now. We have the whole, nearly the whole of the climate science community lying to us about all of it. They say the invasion of Ukraine has seen rapid rises in the prices of coal and gas as countries scramble to replace Russian sources. Think the Western powers and interests aren't a part of the conflict equation? From behind the scenes, think again. Let's add this from science.org. Rise in defense spending means smaller increase for science in new U.S. budget. Let's just build more bombs. Who needs science? And we don't have any real science anyway. Uh, Very little. So many are simply saying what they're told to say, what they're paid to say. Paid experts carrying out the bidding of those in power. Few more headlines. Satellite images show the Amazon forest is hurling toward a tipping point. No, that's a lie. Way, way past the tipping point. Totally imploding. Another headline, new from Bloomberg. Forest's climate cooling effect is greater than previously known. Well, that's unfortunate that all our forests around the entire globe are dying, isn't it? Another feedback loop. I mentioned those over and over and over. Next headline from MIT. Study. Ice flow is more sensitive to stress than previously thought. They state changes to a key ice flow equation could refine estimates of sea level rise, i.e. it's much worse than we previously said. It's worse than we thought. Way worse. We hear it again and again and again. But here's the truth. It's not worse than the frontline researchers thought. They knew. They've always known. But their task has been to mask the true severity of what's unfolding from populations until the last possible moment. And that moment now draws very, very near. Many sources are now beginning to allude to the truth because the truth can't be hidden for much longer, and they know it. Let's cut to the chase. 
grinding up nature to keep the party going is about to come to a very bad ending. The controller agendas we face are an increasingly desperate response to biosphere implosion. In regard to the loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute equation, this recent report, global resource use hit record high in 2021 despite pandemic slowdown. This report states a record 101.4 billion tons of virgin raw materials were used globally last year with nations and corporations failing to cut resource use and improve reuse and recycle at the rate demanded by climate science, so-called climate science. According to the report, the world will need to cap virgin raw material use to stop it spiraling to 170 to 184 billion tons by 2050. We're never, ever going to get there. Nowhere near that far. We won't make 2030. 2025 would be astounding. The report states, transitioning to a fully circular economy, i.e., quote, sustainable, within a generation, will require urgent and large-scale actions from all parts of society. National and local governments will need to provide direction and enabling conditions. Consumers will need to make choices that encourage circularity, and businesses will need to redesign their processes from the ground up. None of this is going to happen. We're going exactly the opposite direction. We're not hitting the brake. We're hitting the accelerator as we're already through the guardrail hurtling through the air. It's total delusion, all of it. They might as well suggest that we all need a magic lamp with a genie inside that will grant us our every wish and we'll all live happily ever after. And in the meantime, the collective insanity that controls the military-industrial complex, corporate media, and thus what too many in societies believe, think, and do, continues to expand its grip, its mass deception, and thus destruction. How many times do we hear over the corporate media airways the power structure paid political talking heads trumpeting that we, quote, must protect the American way of life no matter what the cost? How many even now blindly believe that such a narrative or such a compass trajectory leads to the proverbial end of the rainbow, leads to the life they've always dreamed of and feel entitled to? The total delusion of perpetual expansion and consumption on a finite planet with finite resources. Again, loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute until absolutely nothing is left. So many willfully blind, flag-waving, military-industrial complex-supporting, programmed portions of populations that seem to want to be told what to think and what to do. If the human race, in an overall context, remains on the current course, the age of man will very soon end catastrophically. Not an opinion. A mathematical certainty. Is there anything that can be done? Is there anything that's worth fighting for at this late hour? The answer is a resounding yes. Now, more than ever, all of us are needed in the front line of the fight to expose and halt the insanity on countless fronts. It's essential to prioritize. We must deal with the biggest hole in the bottom of the boat first. Man's intentional all-out assault against the planet's life support systems, i.e., the highly toxic climate intervention operations platforms that can easily be used for biological operations if they're not being used for that already. And why would we think they aren't? When, as I've stated on this broadcast before, we know from historical record that even as of 1977, the U.S. military had conducted 239 open-air biological tests on innocent, unknowing U.S. populations without their knowledge or consent. It's business as usual. If, by our collective efforts... We can fully expose the ongoing weather warfare operations. We'll have at least a chance of stopping them from the inside out as those participating and their families realize that they are, in fact, participating in their own near-term self-annihilation. Almost nothing about the current paradigm is sustainable or ever was. And worse, there's many factors of the current paradigm that can only lead to 
again, certain near-term self-extermination many times over. In light of the challenges that loom before us, how many will choose to give up? How many already have? Will unimaginable adversity destroy us? Or can it, in fact, define us? Consider this 2,000-year-old statement from Stoic philosopher Marcus Aurelius. His writings near and dear to me since I was 14 years old. The impediment to action advances action, Aurelius states, and continues with this, what stands in the way becomes the way. Aurelius further said this, just as nature takes every obstacle, every impediment, and works around it, and turns it to its purpose, incorporates it into itself, so too a rational being can turn each setback into raw material and use it to achieve their mission. Nuggets to remember each and every day as we march forward into the ever-darkening horizon. The wisest of the wise have, throughout the ages, reminded us that through the greatest and seemingly most impossible adversity exists the most profound opportunity for growth and discovery, the most profound opportunity to determine why we're here and what we're made of. And no matter what we've endured throughout our lives, no matter how many wrong turns and unintended detours we've taken, consciously or otherwise, the Creator knows where we're supposed to be and when we're supposed to be there. As the Hopi Elder stated, we are the ones we've been waiting for. During my journey of the last 20 plus years, countless times I've gazed at the filth-filled toxic skies above the formerly pristine forest that is my home, and countless times I've struggled to stay afloat in a rapidly rising sea of angst and despair as I pondered the willful blindness and apathy of so many in the ranks of the human race, so many completely and totally ignoring the atrocities in our skies while also ignoring injustices on so many other fronts, so many telling themselves that if they just keep thinking happy thoughts, everything will magically work out, whistling through the graveyard. How's that working out? so far, as the planet, the people, and the entire web of life plummet toward near-term omnicide. The only truly unshakable solace exists in facing the storm head-on. This is where the marrow of life exists. Another nugget of timeless wisdom from Marcus Aurelius, be like the rock that the waves continuously crash into and over. The rock stands unmoved against the raging sea, which eventually falls still around it. Each of us, all of us, can be this immovable rock that stands steadfast and unyielding against the rising sea of insanity. The battle isn't over. We're not yet beaten. Be the rock till the end, no matter what comes. No one can take our will, ever. For detailed input on how you can help, to expose and halt the climate intervention insanity in our skies, check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Please, make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, stay strong. Never give up, ever. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.